doctrine in the Word of God. Y en la Biblia es una doctrina clave. In the Bible. La Biblia. Yeah. It's uh, if we don't understand redemption, we won't understand even our own salvation. And it, if you don't understand something, it's easy to lose it or abuse it. Y si no entendemos la redención, quizá no vamos a entender ni siquiera nuestra salvación. Y si no entendemos algo, es fácil perderlo o quizás abusarlo también. Yeah, so we really need to understand what God has done with us. Así que necesitamos entender lo que, lo que Dios ha hecho con nosotros. The Bible says, how can we neglect so great a salvation? Y, y la Biblia ¿no? habla de cómo se podemos... Um, um, Neglect. Descuidar gran, uh -huh. tal gran salvación que se nos ha sido dada. Amen. So it's and, and we'll neglect something if we don't realize what it is. Y seguramente vamos a descuidar algo si no sabemos lo que es. See if you don't know that you're dying from tuberculosis. Y por ejemplo si no sabemos que si por ejemplo no, no sabes que estás muriendo de tuberculosis. ¿no? You'll think it's fine to be out playing in the cold rainy weather. Vas a creer de que bueno está bien que juegues allá afuera en el right? tiempo frío. You won't, you'll just neglect yourself. Te, te vas a descuidar a ti mismo. The moment you understand, whoa. Pero cuando entiendes. You start taking care of yourself in a different way. Y entonces empiezas a tomar más cuidado de ti mismo de una manera más diferente. Right? If you have an old beat up car, y si tienes un carro ya viejito, ¿no? like our two cars, como <laughs> nuestros carros, y, it's easy to, doesn't matter if you bang him into a telephone pole once in a while, no it doesn't matter to you. Si los chocas, los estrellas ahí contra un, un poste, ¿no? De vez en cuando. But if you just brought yourself a brand new Volkswagen like uh, Pablo has, pero si te compras un Volkswagen ahí nuevecito como el de Pablo, with nice shiny hubcap, wheel cut wheel um, inner parts whatever you call them what do you call those things rear rims nice shiny chrome rims con sus rines ahí bien brillantitos ¿sabes? yeah yeah you, you, you'll get upset even if you rub the tires on the curb te enojas aún si, si rozas con la llanta un poco la, 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 la acera right because you realize the value of it porque tienes conciencia del valor que hay ahí yeah so when we realize what God has done for us así que cuando nos damos cuenta de lo que Dios ha hecho por nosotros we'll also understand better how to take care of it and we'll have more of a uh, honor and, and glory towards God vamos a entender más o sea como uh, Tomar cuidado, ¿no? De, de, lo, de lo que él ha hecho por nosotros, ¿no? Yeah. Y vamos a dar más gloria y honor para, para Dios. And I tell you, there's nothing more costly than our salvation. Y la verdad es que no hay nada más costoso que nuestra salvación. Amen. Amen. It cost the death of God's only Son, Jesus Christ. Costó la muerte de, del hijo de Dios, de Jesucristo. Amen. What we're looking at is the word redemption and what it means. Y lo que estamos viendo es esa palabra, la redención y lo que significa. And we understand it's, it's not simply buying something. Y entendemos que no es simplemente uh, comprar algo. But it's, it's, it's something more than that. Pero sino que es más que eso. It's something that you once had in your possession. Es algo que quizás antes tuvimos, poseímos. And now you're buying it back. Y ahora lo estamos comprando de vuelta. Like for instance, if someone kidnaps uh, your children. O por ejemplo, si alguien se cuesta uno de nuestros hijos. ¿no? And they say you must pay $10,000 to get your children back. Y, y dice, bueno, tienes que pagarme $10,000 si lo quieres de vuelta. That money is called ransom money. Ese dinero es llamado una, la, la suma de, de rescate, ¿no? How many, parent here, how many parents here would pay $10,000 to get your children back? ¿Cuántos padres pagarían $10,000 por volver a tener a sus hijos? Uh, well, I hope all of us would be willing to pay it right now. <laughs> Yo espero que todos estuviéramos dispuestos a pagarlo, ¿no? They be all, they, we know they're ours. 
saben, ellos saben que son de nosotros. But they're in the hands of somebody else. Pero están ahí en ese momento en manos de alguien And más. And so we're trying to buy them back. Así que estamos tratando nosotros de comprarles de That's vuelta. That's what Jesus Christ has done with us. Eso es lo que Jesucristo ha hecho con to nosotros. To buy us back. Nos ha comprado de to vuelta. To regain the property that once belonged to him. Volver a, a ganar, a comprar esa propiedad que antes era de él. Now we've also studied some of the words in the Hebrew here. También estudiamos algunas de las palabras en el hebreo. And there's three words. You can show all three of them real quickly. Y ahí están esas tres One palabras. Yeah. The three words are pada. La palabra es pada. La arriba pa primero. Kafar. Kafar. And goal. Y goal. And those three words, simply in the Hebrew, because it's a richer language, those three words can all are all translated as redemption y esa, or redeem. Y esas tres palabras en el hebreo, siendo un lenguaje muy muy rico, ¿no? A las tres dan el significado de redimir o, o significa redención. Right, they all refer to redemption. La, las tres se refieren a la redención. But they have different aspects of redemption that they explain to us. Pero tienen diferentes aspectos de, a, de, a la, acerca de la redención que se refieren. We saw how pada is that word that was used as ransom money. Vimos cómo esa palabra pada es, es como el, ese dinero de rescate que se paga. Right, kafar also. Y kafar. It refer it was the same stuff that Noah used to cover his boats. El mismo material o, o el elemento que Noé usó para cubrir el arca. It was a pitch or tar. Era como el el como el tar. Brea. El, la brea. And, and and that same stuff that that word for that in Hebrew is kafar. Y esa palabra en el hebreo es esa kafar. So not only is God redeeming us, but He's covering us every part of us. Así que no solamente Dios nos está redimiendo, sino que nos está cubriendo en that cada parte. We belong to Him entirely. Para que podamos ser de él completamente. If Noah would have left a little bit of that boat uh, open to the water, water would have gotten in. Y si Noé hubiera dejado un poquito de esa arca a uh, con, abierta para el agua, no esa arca se hubiera hundido. It had to be covered with that tar. Tenía que ser cubierta con toda esa brea. So it wouldn't sink. Para que no se hundiese. Amen. Likewise, God wants us to be entirely His. Así mismo Dios quiere que seamos nosotros totalmente de él. But the word we want to look at tonight is the word gawal. La palabra que esta noche queremos ver es esa palabra gawal. Pull the whole thing up, but just so gawal is at the very top. And uh, all the way, keep going. Yeah, there we go. Fine. And uh, there are some references with verse that we've been looking at quite a lot is in, in Job 19 verse 25. There it's the word gawal. And the word gawal, uh, and what Job says here is, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Right. And this next one is a little bit wrong. I'll fix it real quick. There we go. Psalm 19, verse 14. David says, The Lord is my rock, or my strength, and my redeemer. There's lots of other expressions also for this. For the word Gawal. All throughout Isaiah. Y lo vemos a través de Isaías. We saw in Isaiah 35. En Isaías 35. And verse 9. Uh, verse 9. How that word is, how it's translated. Um, you don't see the Isaiah 35, verse 9. It says that the, uh, the highway of holiness, where the redeemed of the Lord will walk. 
esa, esa, en ese verso, en Isaías dice que en esa, esa senda de, de santidad donde los redimidos del Señor van a caminar. Mm -hmm. Look with me in Isaiah 43. Y veamos también Isaías 43. Isaiah 43 and verse 1. Ahora así dice Jehová, creador tuyo, oh Jacob y formador tuyo, oh Israel. No temas porque yo te redimí, te puse nombre, mío eres tú. Aleluya. So he, God says, I've created you. Yo dice, yo te creé. And I've redeemed you. Yo te redimí. Oh Jacob. Oh Jacob. Don't be afraid. No temas. See, we, we've explained in the beginning that and we all, all of mankind is God. Y explicamos en el principio de que en sí toda la creación, la humanidad es de Dios. All of mankind. Toda la humanidad. The drunkards, the alcoholics, they, God created all of mankind. Oh, los borrachos, todos son parte de creación de Dios. So in one sense, everybody can say God is my father. Así que en un sentido, quizás todos pueden decir, bueno, Dios es mi padre. I don't know. And one sense. But on the other hand, all of mankind has been given over to the devil because of Adam's sin. And the Bible says we are children of the devil. That's why we need to be born again. It uh, means a second birth. The only way to become a child of God in reality is by being born the second time. We're not talking about reincarnation. We're talking about the new birth, salvation. Where Christ comes into our hearts. And he redeems us. Now we belong as Christians redeemed. We belong to God in two ways. First of all, by creation. But second of all, now a more intimate way, by redemption. Amen. Just like the children of Israel. Así como los hijos de Israel. They were God's people. Ellos eran el pueblo de Dios. But they were lost in the land of Egypt. Pero estaban perdidos ahí en, el, en Egipto. Until Moses led them out. Hasta que Moisés les sacó. By God's mighty hand, Por he la, redeemed the children of Israel. Por la mano poderosa de Dios fueron redimidos. So God is telling the Jews this, the Israelites this. Dios le dice a los, a los israelitas esto. I, I, I've created you. Yo te he creado. You're my people. Tú eres mi pueblo. But I've also redeemed you. Now you're really mine. I have redeemed you. And I've called you by name. Thou art mine. Amen. Praise God. So we belong to the Lord. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Primero Corintios 6, 19. Actually, verse 20, first of all. Primeramente, verso 20. It says, For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
Verso 20, porque habéis sido comprados por precio, glorificad pues a Dios en vuestros cuerpos y en vuestro espíritu, los cuales son de Dios. Amen. And the other thing we were looking at back a little while ago was the fact that a third way God wants us to be His is by the possession or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Y otra manera en que también explicamos una tercera quizás manera en que Dios quiere que seamos de Él es por medio de... Uh, la llenura del Espíritu Santo. When the Holy Ghost comes in and dwells in us in a miraculous way. Cuando el Espíritu Santo viene a nosotros, mora en nosotros de una manera milagrosa. See, he purchased us. Él nos compra. He purchased our soul back. Compró he redeemed nos, our soul. Redime nuestras almas. But as of yet, our bodies are not redeemed, are they? Pero aún nuestros cuerpos no están redimidos. The Bible says the redemption of the purchased possession will take place at the rapture. La Biblia dice de que esa redención va a tomar lugar al momento del rapto. In other words, our souls are redeemed right now. Otra palabra, nuestras almas han sido redimidas ya. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight, right now. Decir así los redimidos de Dios, dice. Amen. Amen. So we're redeemed right now. Uh, ya somos Our souls are redeemed. Almas Amen. Amen. We are redeemed. Hemos sido he purchased our bodies also. Él we agreed to that when we got baptized in water. And little by little, he's, he also comes to fill us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, fill us with his Spirit. We talked about how it was a down payment. That God made on us with the Holy Ghost. God made that down payment on us with the Holy Ghost. And he's faithful to keep paying if we receive the payments. That's why we need to keep on getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Until that final day where this body also will be redeemed. Redeemed out of the mortal corruption it's in right now. So redemption is more than just saving our souls. It's also the redemption of this physical body. That's why these bodies belong to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So we belong to God and th- we should belong to God in three ways. By creation. By redemption. And hopefully by the infilling of the Holy Spirit also. Quizás también por la llenura del Espíritu Santo. And that's God's desire. Ese es el deseo de Dios. Okay, so this redemption is a very personal experience. Así que esta redención es una experiencia muy personal. Right now. now we're looking at the word goal, which is a Hebrew word for redemption. Estamos viendo esa palabra goal, que es una palabra hebrea para la redención. Goal. And it differs from the other words we've studied because it refers to a more intimate relationship between the Redeemer and the redeemed. Y difiere en una manera más especial de las otras palabras porque explica una manera una relación más íntima entre el redentor y el redimido. O sea, tiene que haber una relación ahí familiar Por eso eso hace esa, esa relación hace esa palabra en el hebreo tan preciosa. It doesn't have that meaning in English. En inglés no tiene ese significado. Or in Spanish. O en español. I mean, because you can redeem a can, a, a, a pop can, a soda can. Podemos redimir o vender una lata de soda. Or you can redeem your kidnapped children, and it's the same word. Y puedes redimir a quizás a tu hijo secuestrado y es la misma palabra. But in, in to the to the Jews who spoke Hebrew. Pero a los judíos que hablaban hebreo. If they were going to redeem a soda can. Si iban a redimir ellos una lata de soda. That's what you do when you 
have to call it in Spanish too? You redeem, you redeem it, get the money back? Yeah, you turn, you turn the can in to get the money that you've already put in that can back. Redeem it, redeem it. Huh? Well, no, that's what, they, that's what they do with it. You don't do that. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll see that word actually on the cans. Yeah, because that money has already, you already put that money in the can. Right, the can's not yours. The money's yours. When you give them back the money, they give you the, the money back. When you give them that can, that's right, that, that's your money back, you see. You got your money back. You redeemed your money back by giving them the can. Okay. Well, the Jews, when they would use the word pada to redeem a can. But to re, talking about paying a ransom to get their children back, they would use the word gawal. Amen? In other words, you and I aren't cans to God. <laughs> you might feel like a can of worms sometimes, but we're not. Amen. We're flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. And that's what we want to see tonight. Okay, now there's a, we started looking at something in Ruth last week, but I want to go back a little bit. I want to look at an expression that's used here. And if you will, turn with me to... Numbers chapter 35. Numbers chapter 35. There we go. Yeah, that's the what we want to look at there. Numbers chapter 35. And, and there's a section that we need to understand about... Uh, where it's translated in a very interesting way. Numbers chapter 35. You can see up on the, on, on, on the thing there also. Numbers 35, uh, Deuteronomy 19, and Joshua 20. They all talk about the exact, they all talk about the same experience. Todos estos versos hablan acerca de la misma experiencia. They talk about the avenger of blood. Dice, se traducen como vengador de sangre. The avenger of blood. El vengador de sangre. Now that's the word used in Numbers 35. Ahora esa es la palabra usada en Números 35. Mm -hmm. And that word is kafar. Y esa palabra es kafar. The avenger of blood. El vengador de sangre. Let's find out what it means. Ahora, Veamos lo que significa. In Numbers 35, starting with verse 9, spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you come into the Jordan, into the land of Canaan, you shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the slayer may flee thither, which killeth any person unawares. And they shall be unto your cities for refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. Go ahead. Just read from 10, 10 to 12. Veamos del verso 10 al, al 12. Dice, Habla a los hijos de Israel y diles, cuando hayáis pasado al otro lado del Jordán, a la tierra del Canaán, os, señala, os señalaréis ciudades, ciudades de refugio tendréis, donde haya el homicida que hiriere a alguno de muerte sin intención, 
Y os serán aquellas ciudades para refugiarse del vengador y no morirá el homicida hasta que entre en juicio delante de la congregación. Right. And it goes on to explain how all this works. Y continúa aquí a explicar cómo todo esto trabaja. In other words, suppose, um, suppose accidentally you were out in the field and you were cutting down trees. O sea que en otras palabras, supongamos que quizás estábamos en el campo trabajando, cortando árboles. And the head of the axe flew off and hit your neighbor's son in the head. Y el hacha sale, sale volando sin, sin querer y y da en la cabeza del, del, del hijo del vecino And that poor boy dies. y el niño muere ahora en realidad eres inocente de cualquier asesinato pero alguien va a estar detrás de ti right? And that's the relatives of that boy. Y esos son los parientes familiares de ese niño. And that person who's after you. Y esa persona que te persigue. Is the avenger of blood. Es el vengador de, de la sangre. That's the word. Does it say avenger there? Um, vengador. Él dice el vengador aquí. Yeah. Sí. The avenger of blood. Es el vengador de la sangre. He's got after you. Él es el que te persigue. And he doesn't care if you're guilty or not. Y a él no le importa ya sea que seas culpable o no. All he knows is that he lost uh, he lost someone in his family. Lo único que le importa es que al fin perdió a alguien de su familia. And it was your fault. Y fue tu culpa. Now you're innocent. O sea, eres inocente. You didn't mean to do it. No, quisi no quisiste hacerlo. But The, uh, that guy is going to be after you. Pero esta persona te va a seguir. So you got to find a place to run and hide. Si tienes que buscar un lugar donde correr, esconderte. So they appointed six cities all throughout the land of Israel. Así que por eso apuntaron seis ciudades por todo Israel. They were called cities of refuge. Llamadas ciudades de refugio. And they were cities where the Levites lived. Eran ciudades donde los levitas vivían. Uh -huh, they did not belong to other people. O sea, no, no pertenecían a otras personas. And in, there were there was, if you read in history books, you'll find that there were always Well mapped roads to get to those cities from any place you were at. Y si lee mapas de la historia, no puede ver de que habían siempre caminos bien específicos para que guiaban a cada esta ciudad. You know how when you're driving down the highway uh, 101 or 280 or whatever down outside the way, you'll see it uh, rest stop, you know, five miles ahead. Y como cuando manejan el, en el 280 o en, en el 101, siempre miras letreros que dicen pa, la siguiente parada de descanso. Te dejan saber la siguiente parada de descanso o quizás la, otra, uh, la, la próxima estación de gasolina. Y ellos tenían letreros que decían ciudad de refugio con Corre. <laughs> yeah, keep keep running. It's not too far now. Keep going. Sigue corriendo. No está no está muy lejos. And and so that those cities were for that person. And as soon as that person was in that city, whether he was guilty or not, he was safe. Y en cuanto a la persona que llegaba a esta ciudad, ya sea que fuera culpable o no, estaba a salvo. He was safe. Estaba a salvo. Ahí. As long as the high priest was alive in that city. Mientras el sumo sacerdote estuviera vivo en esa ciudad, he was safe. Esta persona estaba okay. a salvo. But if he was found to be guilty, pero si se encontraba culpable, after he stood judgment, of course, then they delivered him over to the avenger of blood. De, de, después que era juzgado, entonces le entregaban al, a este vengador de la yeah. sangre. Verse 19, I think, is the full expression you need to. The revenger of blood himself shall slay the murderer. When he meeteth him, he shall slay him. El verso 19 da toda la expresión. Dice el vengador de la sangre, él dará muerte al homicida cuando lo encontrare. Él lo matará. Okay, this is a. You'll see this in three places in the Old Testament that we have up on the screen there. Y encontramos esto en estas tres diferentes lugares en el Nuevo Testamento. Okay, no. Oh, the, 
and, uh, Old Testament. Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the, the fact is, is that the avenger of blood, that's the word gawal. Y el hecho de que habla del vengador de la sangre, esa es la palabra gawal. Now in one sense, Jesus is our city of refuge. Y en un sentido, Jesús es nuestra ciudad de refugio. Amen. Amen. He's also the high priest of the city. Él es también el sumo sacerdote de esa ciudad. And praise God, he never dies. Gloria a Dios porque él nunca muere. So we are murderers. Nosotros somos homicidas. But praise God, he's a refuge for us. Gracias a Dios porque él es un refugio a nosotros. That's one way to look at this teaching. Es una manera de ver esta enseñanza. But when we're studying the word gawal, pero cuando estudiamos la palabra gawal, Jesus is our gawal. Jesús es nuestro gawal. He is our avenger of blood. Él es el nuestro vengador de sangre. Amen. Amen. In other words, the devil took away mankind. Otra palabra, el diablo toda la humanidad de Dios. I mean, it's true. Adam and Eve they took the, the candy that the stranger was offering. Y es verdad, Adán y Eva tomaron el caramelito que el enemigo les ofreció. And the stranger kidnapped the, those two innocent little children, whatever they were. Este extraño vino y secuestró a estos dos niñitos. But they were God's children. Pero eran niños de Dios. There is an avenger of blood after the devil. Hallelujah. Que hay un vengador de sangre detrás del diablo. And his name is Jesus Christ. Su nombre es Jesús. Hallelujah. And we know one day he's going to put that devil under his feet entirely for you and I together. Y un día finalmente lo va a poner a este enemigo bajo sus pies para ti y para mí. He is the Bible says our redeemer is mighty. Y en la Biblia nos dice que nuestro redentor es poderoso. Let me look in, let me show you in Proverbs 23 verse 11. Vean por ejemplo en Proverbios 23:11. Yeah. Jesus is the avenger of blood. Jesús es el vengador de for la you, sangre. For you and I. Para ti, para mí. See, that's a different way. See, many times in the Bible you have to understand which way you're looking at the story. Muchas veces quizás tenemos que ver en, en qué manera o en qué lado estamos viendo la historia. Yeah, in this sense we're talking about Jesus being our redeemer. En este sentido estamos hablando acerca de Jesús como nuestro redentor. Because he is our gawal. Porque él es nuestro gawal. Our Re, our family redeemer. Él es nuestro redentor de la familia. Our, our um, avenger of blood. Ese vengador de sangre por Amen. nosotros. Right. In Proverbs 23. Y en Proverbios 23. I believe it's verse 11. Yeah. For their, um, well, this. Uh, yeah, for their redeemer is mighty; he shall plead their cause with thee. <laughs> Porque el defensor de ellos es él es fuerte el cual juzgará la causa de ellos contra ti. Amen. That's an interesting verse there. It says, don't remove the landmarks, don't rob the fatherless. No, yeah, ese verso es interesante porque dice que no, uh, habla de no robar a aquellos que están sin padre, ¿no? Right, because their redeemer is mighty. Ah, porque el redentor es fuerte. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 50 also. También Jeremías, uh, capítulo 50. I got blessed with this verse when I was praying in our meeting last Friday night. Este verso me bendijo bastante el viernes pasado mientras estábamos orando. And you can imagine, here's God, here's Jesus, our avenger of blood. Imagínense, aquí está Jesús, nuestro vengador de sangre. And, and I read these verses, it says in verse 25. Y nos dice el verso 25. Understand, God is a man of war. Entendamos, Dios es un guerrero. He's fighting for us. Él está peleando por nosotros. And if God is for us, y si Dios con nosotros, who can be against us? ¿Quién contra nosotros? <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. You can get excited if you want to. <laughs> says verse 25, the Lord hath opened his armory and he's brought forth the weapons of his indignation. 
Y el 25, abrió Jehová su tesoro y sacó los instrumentos de su furor. Aleluya. Imagínense, aquí está el vengador de sangre y acaba de darse cuenta lo que, uh, lo que el diablo te ha hecho. The avenger of blood, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, go, wow, redeemer, goes into the, his armory and brings out the weapons of his fury. Y el vengador de la sangre, Jesús, viene y él dice, saca esos sus tesoros el, el, los instrumentos de su furor He's going to fight for us. y él va a pelear por nosotros Amen. Amen. y a veces nos sentimos bueno que no he orado lo suficiente y como que estamos haciendo algo nosotros pero digo aún cuando no oramos alguien ora por nosotros y ese es Jesucristo porque dice en Hebreos 7.25 de que él vive y, y inter, hace intercesión dice por los santos día y noche Aleluya Él está orando intercediendo por nosotros intercediendo por nosotros fury. los instrumentos de su furor In verse 34, y el verso 34 dice their Redeemer es fuerte Mira, dice, el redentor de ellos él es fuerte, Jehová de los ejércitos ese es su nombre, de cierto abogará la causa de ellos para hacer reposar la tierra. No es como algunos abogados por acá que después de un rato, un tiempo se, se rinden. Algunos abogados están contentos que ya tuvieron tienes mi dinero para esas vacaciones y, y se olvidan you don't have to do that with Jesus. pero con Jesús no tienes que He's preocuparte going por eso to Él va a completar tu caso He's the avenger of blood Él es el vengador de sangre He's the righteous judge. Él es el juez justo He'll fight our situation. Él peleará nuestro caso Amen. Okay. Mm. Now let's go back to Ruth Uh, veamos ahora de regreso en, en Ruth, en el libro de Ruth. And here the expression is used in a very unique and personal, intimate way. Y aquí la expresión se usa de una manera muy única y personal. Now you have to understand again the whole idea of the word goal as redeemer is that it's family oriented. Y entendamos que toda la idea de la palabra tiene significado todo relacionado con la familia. That's what makes it so personal for us. Y eso es lo que lo hace tan personal para con nosotros. You see, our lawyer is not somebody else uh, uh, from some other family. He's family. Nuestro abogado no es alguien más de otra familia, sino de que nuestra familia. How many would love to have a lawyer in, in your family? ¿Cuánto le gustaría tener un abogado en su familia? You know they wouldn't give up for your case, right? Because they're family, they're flesh and blood. Saben que no se van a rendir por tu caso porque es familiar tuyo, son es tu carne, tu sangre. And this is the whole idea of redemption, what Jesus has done for us. Y esta es toda la idea de la redención, lo que Jesús ha hecho por nosotros. He didn't redeem us from some faraway place by by a three day mail. Él no nos redimió de algún lugar lejano por medio del de correo postal, no. And he came into this earth. No, él vino a esta tierra. 
live in a body like you and I. A vivir en un cuerpo como el tuyo y el mío. He came all the way down. Él bajó hasta acá. He became humble, took upon himself the form of a servant. Se humilló y tomó sobre sí la forma de siervo. As we were talking about on Sunday, he was born in a manger. What lowlier place could it be? Como hablábamos el domingo que nació un pesebre, que es la manera más más baja, ¿no? Que puede ser. With cow dung all over the place. Con quizás suciedad de vaca por todos lados. What a smelly place to be born in. Qué lugar quizás más oloroso para nacer. But there's our Savior. Pero es nuestro Salvador. To come to this earth. Que vino a esta tierra. To redeem the lowliest of us. A redimir a lo más bajo de nosotros. That's what redemption's all about. De eso se trata la redención. Amen. Amen. Not something done by the mail. No algo que es hecho por el correo. Not something done through a credit card. Oh, por una, una tarjeta de crédito. I mean, I tell you, if God has good credit, he's, if anyone has good credit, God does. Si alguien tiene buen crédito, es Dios. He could have just written a paper and said it's all over with. Go ahead and do it. Él pudo haber un papel escrito, bueno, está está listo, terminado, ¿no? But he made it personal. Pero no, no, él lo he hizo. came down himself. Personal, él bajó acá. The word Emmanuel. La palabra Emmanuel. God with us. Dios con nosotros. God with us. Dios con nosotros. The Bible says the word became flesh. La Biblia dice que la, el verbo se hizo carne. And dwelt among men. Y moró con los hombres. And of his great and of his uh, glory have we all beheld. Y dice, hemos, hemos contemplado su gloria. Grace como, upon grace. La, la gracia of, sobre gracia. Sorry, of his fullness have we all received grace de, upon grace. De su plenitud todos hemos recibido gracia sobre gracia. Well, the whole idea of Ruth. Y toda la idea de aquí en Ruth. And forgive me if I pop anybody's wonderful marriage bubbles tonight. Y lo siento si quizá voy a reventar las burbujas de alguno acá en su matrimonio, ¿no? Ruth is not a cute little love story. El libro de Ruth no es una historia bonita de amor. Okay. I mean, people have proclaimed it like that, but it has nothing to do with love. Pero muchos lo han proclamado, pero la verdad es que no tiene nada que ver con amor. Uh, the relationship Ruth was going to have with this man that, that found her had nothing to do with love. La relación que Ruth va a tener con este hombre que la encuentra no tiene nada que ver con amor. It had to do with family duties. Tenía que ver concernía a deberes familiares. And she didn't get all uh, prettied up to win Boaz. Ella no se puso hermosa, bonita para ganar a Boaz. That wasn't the idea. Esa no era la idea. And Boaz didn't fall in love with Ruth. Y Boaz él no se enamoró de ella. He had his own family and everything. Él tenía su propia familia. But there was a duty to perform. Pero había un deber ahí. And he saw this woman worth performing that duty for. Y él vio que esta mujer era digna de que él llevara a cabo su, su deber. Now we tried to understand what that duty is because it's something that's foreign to our way of thinking. Y tratamos a veces de entender que qué es este deber porque es algo que en verdad extraño nuestro pensar. We wouldn't understand it here in the West. Nosotros aquí en el aquí en el oeste no, no lo entenderíamos. Because marriage for us is all kind of a lovey dovey, happy. Lunes de miel kind of a thing, right? El matrimonio para nosotros es amor, 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 todo. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, I, I mean, every, I mean, that's just. That, that's the whole but makes the world go around kind of thing here in the West anyway. But for the Jewish people, Pero para con los judíos, marriage was almost kind of a duty. I mean, God didn't tell Adam marry Eve because she looks she's pretty. 
Cásate con Eva porque es linda. Nah, he didn't have much of a choice either, did he? Al fin y al cabo no tenía mucho donde escoger, ¿no? But anyway, why did they get married? Pero al fin y al cabo, ¿por qué se casaron? Be fruitful and multiply. Dijo, ser fructífico, multiplicado. Now it's one also, God says it's not good for man to be alone. Y también, ¿verdad? Como Dios dijo que no es bueno que el hombre esté solo. So he created woman for companionship also. Así que creó a la mujer como su compañera. And to be a helper. Y para ser una ayuda idónea. For the purpose of man. Para el propósito del hombre. Look with me in Deuteronomy 25. I have it written right up here. But Deuteronomy 25 talks about these duties. Because once they got married, the idea was to have children. Amen. That's what God taught. That was the that was what was in their mind, and they wanted lots of children also. Yeah. Nowadays people, oh, don't have too many children. Oh, too much problem. <laughs> See, I knew my wife was going to be my wife. I knew Marietta was going to be my wife. Yo sabía que Marietta iba a ser mi esposa. When I told her I wanted 12 children, she says yes. Y cuando le dije quería 12, dijo claro. When she said yes, I said she's she's going to be a wonderful wife. Y cuando dijo sí, yo dije va a ser una esposa muy buena. Praise the Lord. Well, we haven't had our 12 yet, but we got at least two of the 12. No hemos llegado a 12, por lo menos tenemos dos de esos 12 ya. Amen. But here in Deuteronomy 25, you see once you see another idea also for the Jew was that his name would continue. Otra idea con los judíos era que el nombre perdurara, no continuara. Today our names don't mean much to us. Hoy en día nuestros nombres quizás no no significan mucho. I don't really care if I you know if the name Slentz is perpetual throughout all the of America. It doesn't matter much to me. Al fin no me importa si el nombre de Slentz sea perpetuo en toda América. Yeah, it's not a goal for us today. Hoy en día no es no es una meta para nosotros. But this was a purpose for the Jews. Pero esto era una meta para con los judíos. They wanted to keep their name. Querían guardar mantener. Along with that name was an inheritance. Very a lot of things with that, okay? Muchas cosas ahí. So here's the situation. Sí que esta es la situación. Starting in verse five. Empezando con el verso cinco. Says if brethren dwell together and one of them dies. Verse five. Deuteronomy twenty-five five. Cuando hermanos habitaren juntos y muriere alguno de ellos. And he has no child. Y no tuviere hijo. The wife of the dead man. La mujer del muerto shall not marry a stranger. No se casará fuera con hombre. Her husband's brother shall go in unto her and take him to her wife. Su cuñado se llegará a ella y la tomará por su mujer. And perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her. Y hará con ella parentesco. Do you see that? That doesn't make much sense to us here, does it? We go, we go, we go. Entendamos también que para nosotros todas estas cosas tienen significados espirituales. Okay, but that 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 man who died, his brother has to marry his ex, his wife, his widowed wife. Pero este hombre que muere, su hermano tiene que esposarse a su mujer. And and raise up children. Y aún criar los hijos. And those children are going to belong to that her, that person's brother's wife and carry the brother's name. Y estos hijos van a pertenecer, van a llevar uh, el nombre de, del hermano de, de, de este hombre. Look at verse six. Veamos el verso seis. And it shall be that the firstborn which he bears shall succeed in the name of his brother which is dead, and that his name be not put out of Israel. Dice el verso seis: el primogénito que ella diera a luz sucederá 
en el nombre de su hermano muerto para que el nombre de este no sea borrado de Israel. Do you see how it was the man's duty? Vemos cómo era obligación de este hombre. It was his duty, it was that brother's duty to marry his brother's wife. Era la obligación de este hermano casarse con la esposa de su hermano. It didn't matter if she was fat and ugly or not. Ay, no importaba si era gorda, flaca o bonita. She had, if she had two front teeth missing and a flattened big flat nose. Si le faltaban dos dientes, era arañata. That wasn't the that wasn't the that wasn't the issue. <laughs> eso no era el asunto aquí. You understand what I'm saying, right? Tenemos eso. That was not the He had to do a duty. Okay, now here's what the law says. In verse 7, if the man doesn't want to do that, then, then, then his brother's wife, that woman, that widowed woman, is going to go to the gate where the elders sit. They're like the judges for the city. And she's going to say, listen, My husband who's dead, his brother does not want to marry me. You can just kind of picture her doing that, right? He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of the city call him over and say, is that right? And, and if he says, I don't want her, <laughs> now again, again, the, the reason would be not because he doesn't like the way she looks but because maybe he has his own family also understand that there were multiple marriages in the Old Testament maybe he has his own wife and children he doesn't want to lose having his firstborn with his own name a lot of other things he may be concerned about it's not so much how good she looks okay. well verse 7 oh, I'm sorry verse, uh, if he says I don't want her then here's what happens verse 9 then shall his brother's wife come unto him in the presence of the elders and take his shoe off his feet spit in his face and shall say so shall it be done unto the man that will not build up his brother's house and his name shall be called in Israel the house of him who has his shoe loosed <laughs> Go ahead, you can read that. Vamos a leer el verso 9. Se acercará entonces su cuñada a él delante de los ancianos y le quitará el calzado del pie y le escupirá en el rostro y hablará y dirá, así será hecho el varón que no quiere edificar la casa de su hermano. Okay. En verso 10, you got Verso 10 dice, y, y se le dará a este el nombre de Israel la casa de, de, del descalzado. Now you can imagine that man has to walk around with a reproach, with an embarrassment. Imagina que ahora este hombre tiene que caminar por ahí con un reproche, con Where, una vergüenza. Wherever he goes, they go, hey, that's the man that has his shoe taken off. <laughs> y donde quiera que va, dicen, ese es el descalzado, o sea, el descalzo, ¿no? So these are things we don't understand here in the West too much. Y estas cosas aquí el, no las entendemos mucho. ¿no? Uh, in many of the countries over in the East where they have arranged marriages, a lot of these things make much more sense to them. En muchos países del Este como donde tienen ya matrimonios arreglados y todo, estas cosas tienen más sentido. ¿no? But you have to understand this or what happens in Ruth won't make any sense to you. Pero tenemos que entender esto o lo que sucede aquí en Ruth no, no, no va a tener mucho sentido para nosotros. Now back to Ruth. Y veamos nuevamente en Ruth. Again, we did want, I do want to remind you that Ruth is a very special book also because it, it's the one that can, it's the book that continues to show the lineage of Jesus Christ. Y nuevamente recordemos que Ruth es un libro muy especial porque es el que continúa enseñándonos el linaje de Jesucristo. Okay. In other words, Ruth was one of the ancestors 
and the line of the the fleshly line of Jesus Christ. Ruth was one of his great 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 grandmothers. Boaz was one of his great 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 grandfathers. Boaz was, I think, the great grandfather of, or the grandfather of. King David's father Jesse. Y creo que Boaz era uno de los tatarabuelos de el del padre, ¿no? De The padre del rey David. De David. Su nombre fue Isaí. Isaí. Right. Yeah. That's why they say uh, Jesús es la raíz de Isaí. He's the root of Jesse. Por eso es que Jesús es la raíz de Isaí o de Isaí. Now often we, well, I mean, maybe we sang songs with that, and you go, "He's the root of Jesse." What? Who's Jesse? Esa cantamos los cantos. Él es raíz. Él es la raíz de Isaí. ¿Quién es él? What's the purpose of that? ¿Y cuál es el propósito de eso? Or they called Jesus the son of David. So what? O porque llaman a Jesús el hijo de David. All of all of that refers to something very important about redemption. Todo eso se refiere a algo muy importante con la redención. Jesus Christ took upon him flesh and blood. Jesucristo tomó sobre sí carne y sangre. To be our family. Para ser nuestra familia. To be a member of our family. Para ser miembro de nuestra familia. So he could be our Gawal redeemer. Para que pueda ser él ese ese Gawal redentor. Do you see that? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So we're looking now. Look with me in Ruth chapter 2. And we have to understand the story now. Ruth was not a Jew. And that was an abomination, really, in one sense, to the Israelites, to the Jews. Anyone who wasn't a Jew was a dog. Even Jesus said that. A woman came who wasn't a Jew, she wanted her daughter healed. What did Jesus tell her? <laughs> Sorry, can't give, my, can't give bread, the children's bread to dogs. But in Jesus' own family, there was a dog. There was a dog. Ruth. There was also someone worse than a dog. Even before Ruth. And that was Rahab. Who was a prostitute. So Jesus just didn't come from me. We may think, well, he's the son of David, a kingly family, but there was a lot of sin in that family too. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Amen. Amen. And we, we, need, we need to remember that. When we start being going through our temptations and we, and we say, well, I'm human. Yeah, I'm human. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm different. I'm human. Mm -mm. He was human. And if he could do it, so can we. Not by ourselves, but by him living in us. Por él, por medio de él viviendo nosotros. That's the whole power behind redemption. Ese es el poder que hay detrás de la redención. That removes any human excuses. Y eso remueve toda excusa humana. If he did it, si él pudo, there, there's no excuse for me. No hay excusa para nosotros. Think about that. Pensemos en eso. Okay, so Ruth was one of the dogs. Y Ruth era una de, las, de estos perrillos. And she was a Moabite. Era una Moabita. And her husband died. Y su esposo murió. Her husband was a backslidden Jew. El esposo era, era un judío descarriado. 
pasado who in a time of famine went to a foreign country to live en un tiempo de hambre ellos fueron a un país extraño a vivir instead of staying with the people of God en vez de quedarse con el pueblo de Dios well they came back and, and there Ruth is and, and she decides to stay with the Jewish people y regresan y Ruth decidió quedarse con su fam a la familia su familia judía and her mother-in-law Naomi y su suegra Naomi told her go go ella le dijo Vete. She says, "No, I want to stay." Dijo, no, yo Wherever you go, Naomi, I'm going to go also. Que vayas, Naomi, yo ir. Wherever you die, I'm going to die. Muera, yo morir. We sing that at weddings as if it was a man to a woman, but it was a woman to a woman who said that. Well, anyway, it's a nice expression, right? Pero al fin, al cabo, es una muy but here's the situation. Pero esta es la no, Naomi sends her daughter-in-law Ruth to go out into the fields and try to pick up the leftover wheat so they can have something to eat. Y Noemi envía a su nuera Ruth, la envía a los campos a que trate de recoger la, el, el, las espigas, ¿no? Que sobraban ahí de, después and de la siega. And, and Ruth just so happened when she was going around getting wheat, she just so happened to end up in the field of Boaz. Y mientras Ruth se, se encontró recogiendo otras espigas ella se encontró en el campo de, de, de Boaz and, uh, and when she comes home and, and her pues y estuve recogiendo en el campo de Boaz quien sea él in verse 20 y en el verso 20 of chapter 2 de capítulo 2 Naomi said to her daughter-in-law blessed be the Lord who hath now left off his kindness to the living who has not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead and Naomi said unto her that man is a is near of kin unto us one of our next kinsmen el verso 20 dice y dijo no mi señora sea el bendito de Jehová pues por, pues no ha rehusado a los vivos la benevolencia que tuvo para con los que han muerto después le dijo Noemí nuestro pariente es aquel varón y uno de los que pueden redimirnos y esa palabra redimirnos es la palabra gawal. The proper per, the proper translation of this should be our parent redeemer, our kinsman redeemer or pariente redentor, right? Esa es la expresión correcta en español. Right. And and that's that word gawal. Y esa es la palabra gawal. See Boaz was one of the family Boaz era uno de la familia of Naomi. De de la de Naomi. Who could marry Na Ruth? quien podía casarse con and Ruth raise up children y criar los hijos for, for Ruth's previous husband. Por parte del esposo anterior de Ruth. So Naomi wasn't all excited because oh boy Boaz he's got so much money. Go after that guy. Y Noemi no se no se alegró porque dijo wow ese hombre tiene dinero. Cásalo. Had nothing to do with that. No tenía nada que ver con it eso. It was simply a duty Boaz had to perform. Era un deber que Boaz tenía que, que llevar a cabo. Well, Ruth went back there. Bueno, Ruth volvió. And she didn't go up and, sh and shake him up yet. <laughs> y ella no fue y lo ahí lo. There, yeah. But there was a way she went in a very humble way to uh, uh, offer herself to Boaz. Pero una manera esa humilde en la que ella vino a presentarse, ofrecerse a sí misma a Boaz. And at that moment, Boaz finds her in chapter 3 verse 9. Y en el capítulo 3 verso 9 ahí Boaz la encuentra. And Boaz says, "Who are you?" Y le pregunta, "¿Quién eres?" And she answered, "I'm Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread there, spread thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman." Y ella respondió, soy Ruth tu sierva, extiende el borde de tu capa sobre tu sierva por cuanto eres pariente cercano. ¿Y sí? 
There's no, not much love in that <laughs> expression there. Ahí no hay mucho amor en esa expresión. She's simply saying, can you do your duty to me? Ella simplemente le dice, ¿puedes cumplir con tu deber? I'm family. Yo soy familiar. But Boaz says, that's wonderful. Boaz dice, bueno, estupendo. In verse 10, that's good and it's true. Yeah, I've seen you've been very faithful to your family. Y bendita seas tú de Jehová, hija mía, has hecho mejor uh, tu postrera bondad que la primera. In verse 10, just read verse 10. Is that verse 10 I'm reading? Yeah, read, yeah. read the whole thing. Oh, bueno, vamos al verso 10 mejor todo. Y él dijo, bendita seas tú, Jehová, hija mía, Uh, has hecho mejor tu postre la bondad que la primera, no yendo en busca de los jóvenes, sean pobres o ricos. Keep going. You see, in other words, she wasn't looking for, she was, he was admiring the fact that she wasn't looking for some young rich person. Okay, go ahead. Verso 11. Ahora pues, no temas, hija mía, yo haré contigo lo que tú digas. Okay, go ahead. Verso 11. Ahora pues, no temas, hija mía, yo haré contigo lo que tú digas. Pues toda la gente de mi pueblo sabe que eres mujer virtuosa. Uh -huh, verse 12. Verso 12. Y ahora, aunque es cierto que yo soy pariente cercano, con todo eso... Soy... Pariente cercano es la misma palabra, gawada, where it says, it says in English, a near kinsman, or a near family member, that's the word gawal. Y esa palabra ahí, pariente cercano, es la palabra gawal, dice, con todo eso hay pariente más cercano que yo. Now there's a problem. Ahora, aquí hay un problema. Because it has to be the closest family member to Ruth. Porque tiene que ser el pariente más cercano a Ruth. And Boaz says, it's, I'll, I'll do whatever you say because I know you're a virtuous woman. Y Boaz le dice, yo haré lo que tú quieras porque sé que eres mujer virtuosa. But there's someone else that has to perform the duty first. Pero hay alguien más que tiene que llevar a cabo el deber primero. And, and he says, let me see if I can deal with this. Y él dijo, deja ver si puedo hacer algo, dijo él. And so Ruth goes home and she's probably, oh, oh man, I don't know what's going on now. Y Ruth se fue a casa pensando quizá, wow, quién sabe qué va a pasar ahora. She doesn't even know the laws that much of the land. Y al fin, ni sabe mucho la ley de la and her mother-in-law gives her some wisdom, verse 18. Then said she, sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall, for the man will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this very day. Okay, verso, verso 18. Entonces Noemi dijo, espérate, hija mía, hasta que sepas cómo se resuelve el asunto, porque aquel hombre no descansará hasta que, hasta que concluya el asunto hoy. Amen. How many know Jesus didn't rest either? ¿Cuántos saben que Jesús tampoco descansó? Right? He didn't rest either. Él no descansó. And there was another kinsman to you and I that would want to redeem us before Jesus. Y había otro pariente más cercano a ti y a mí que que pudiera redimirnos. There was the law that had been given. And when Jesus, Jesus said, I came not to break the law, but to fulfill it. Right? So that, that, there's a whole teaching about law and grace in that. How many times we still struggle trying to redeem ourselves by good works. But Jesus, he, he's a gentleman. Pero Jesús dijo, no, Jesus oh. is a gentleman. Hey, oh. <laughs> 
Jesús es un, un, un caballero. Boaz was a gentleman. A Boaz era un caballero también. He could have went secretly at night and just cut that other guy's head off and said, oh, she's mine. Y él pudo haber ido por la noche, cortarle la cabeza a este y dijo, bueno, ahora es mía. But he wanted to respect the law. Pero él quería habitar por la ley. And even respect this other man's wishes. Y aún respetar los deseos de este otro. And he went to that other man. Y él fue a este otro hombre. The other kinsman who was closer. El otro pariente And in chapter 4 verse 1, Boaz went up to him and says, "Ho, oh, such a man, turn aside and sit down here." <laughs> I don't know how this is in Spanish. Verse 4, chapter 4 verse 1. fulano. Fulano, hey fulano. That's what he said to our flesh. Hey fulano, tú. Right? Come and sit down. So they went down before the elders. Vinieron delante de los ancianos. Ellos. In verse 3. Verso 3. And he said unto that kinsman Fulano, Naomi that has come out of the country of Moab selleth a parcel of land which, is, which are, was our brother Limelech's. Verso 3 dijo al pariente, Noemi que ha vuelto del campo de Moab vende una parte de las tierras que tuvo nuestro hermano Elimelech. And verse 4, listen carefully how he speaks. Verso 4, escuchemos atentamente cómo habla. I wanted to tell thee, saying, buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, go out, then redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me about it, that I may know, for there is none to redeem it besides thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Yeah, go ahead and read it. Verso 4. Dice, Pay attention to it. Escuchemos esto. Yo decidí hacértelo saber y decirte que la compres en presencia de los que están aquí sentados y de los ancianos de mi pueblo. Si tú quieres redimir, redime. Y si no quieres redimir, decláramelo para que yo lo sepa, porque no hay otro que redima sino tú y yo después de ti. Y él respondió, yo redimiré. Now, what is he talking about? Ruth or land? Ahora, ¿de qué está hablando aquí? ¿De Ruth o de tierras? De tierra, right? De la land. He's talking about land. Está hablando de las tierras, ¿no? You see, there's, there's land that's in the family. Hay tierras en la familia. And so he said, do you want to redeem it? Así que él dice, ¿quieres redimirlas? And that man says, well, sure, I want some land. Y él dijo, seguro. I'll redeem it. Yo lo redimo, dijo él. And Boaz says this in verse 5. Y Boaz dice en verso 5. Well, I just want you to know one more thing here. Y algo más quiero que sepa, le the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it. You must also take Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. Le dijo el mismo día que compres la tierra de mano de Noemi, debes tomar también a Ruth la Moabita, mujer del difunto, para que restaures el nombre del muerto sobre su posesión. En mm -hmm. verse 6, all of a sudden, man goes, oh, 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 got a problem here. Y de repente aquí dijo, mm -mm. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself. Y el pariente dijo, no puedo redimirlo para mí. Lest I mar mine own inheritance. No sea que dañe mi heredad. Redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. Y él dijo, redime tú, uh, usando de mi derecho, porque yo no puedo redimir. Well, what did he do? ¿Qué hizo entonces? Took off his shoe. <laughs> Le quitó el zapato. I don't know whether or not Ruth went and spit on his face or not. Ahora no sé si Ruth vino y escupió en su cara, ¿no? She was supposed to. Estaba supuesta. But he took off his shoe. Pero se quitó el zapato. And he walked, around, walked away that day as the man whose shoe was taken off. Y caminó ese día como el hombre que, cuyo zapato se le fue quitado, ¿no? Amen. Let me ask you. Ahora les pregunto. Have, has your flesh 
taken off the shoe yet? Or are you still trying to do it by yourself? Has your flesh given up yet? Jesus wants to be your kinsman redeemer also. Amen. Amen. The day you came to Jesus Christ. From all of your works and struggles to be a good person. And you realized it just wasn't working. The day you let Jesus be your redeemer. Was the day your flesh should have taken off its shoe. Unfortunately. Many times we want to put that shoe back on. And we forget that salvation is of the Lord. Amen. So Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. <coughs> There's so much more you could see in this book. You could spend months on just studying this book by itself. But the precious thing is this. The one who has redeemed us is not a stranger. He's a family. A family member. <laughs> and his name is Jesus. He came down and took upon him flesh and blood. The Bible says he's been tempted in all points as are we. And yet he's without sin. So he's able to have compassion upon us. If we trust him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. Redemption. You'll see it. It's, it's in many, many other pictures throughout the whole Bible. Y la redención es algo que vamos a ver en muchas otras partes a través de toda la Biblia. It's something we need to understand and meditate on far more than we probably have. Algo que necesitamos entender y aún quizás meditar mucho más de lo que nos imaginamos. When we understand how precious is this salvation. Cuando entendemos lo precioso que es nuestra salvación. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for such a wonderful salvation. Dear Jesus, you didn't have to do it. There you were with the Father from all eternity. Father and Son. And you left that habitation of glory. Came down to earth as man. Gave your life in the humblest of ways. From a humbling manger. To a humility, naked humility upon a cross. The death of a criminal. La muerte de un criminal, naked before all men desnudo delante de todos los hombres, you became our Goal Redeemer our family our kinsman Redeemer we thank you Lord Jesus for we know that our Redeemer liveth hallelujah our Redeemer liveth he's alive and he lives forevermore offering salvation for all men dear Jesus make it more, yet more real for us so that we don't neglect so great of salvation for how could we ever escape if we did such a thing we thank you today Lord for redemption 
Por la In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, just a few announcements real quickly. There'll be no there'll be no meal this Sunday. But there will be a meal on the 17th. Yeah, one of our meals we have where we pay and the offerings go towards the church. But the following Sunday is the 24th. And of course, everybody wants to be in church Sunday morning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so we're going to have an, a, a, a nice full and free Christmas meal that Sunday morning together that Sunday well we have a list like we did for Thanksgiving and uh, we'll, of course we'll just be right here in this place but uh, prepare for that time I believe well, I think even among the youth or the Sunday school there's going to be like a gift exchange of some sort so just to let you know about that you can make your plans and, and we'll be announcing about New Year's uh, as soon as we find out Right. I believe New Year's Eve falls on a Sunday night, doesn't it? Amen. So that makes it, we can have a whole day of vigilia. Hallelujah. De la mañana hasta la medianoche y más allá. Hallelujah. We can, oh, we have a good time. So at any rate, there's a verse I love to claim around this time of the year. It says in, in Psalms, I believe it's Psalm 65, it says, He crowneth the year with goodness. In Psalm 65, it says, He crowneth the year with His goodness. Amen. So be thinking about how God's going to finish up this new year for all, this old year for all of us. Yeah, this old year for all of us. Amen. The goodness of God. Amen. Yes, this Thursday night at Francisco's house, 7.30. Power of God. God's going to fall in that place. That whole neighborhood's going to be on their knees for Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So if you need... Uh, uh, so... Oh, in Spanish for the people. I'm sorry. Espanol. Este jueves vamos a estar en la casa de Francisco. A las siete y media. Un tiempo poderoso en el Señor. Praise the Lord. God bless you.